0: Okay, tov, and welcome back to our ongoing series of Shiurim and Dafyomi. We're in Yivamot Perak Chet on the Mishnah, Daf Ayin Vav Amut, Bet. And just as a quick introduction, is take a look at the first two sets of Sukim on the page. Um, beka'la, beka'la Hashem that, uh, The members of the nation of Ammon and Moav cannot enter Kala Hashem, which means even if they convert, they cannot marry into the Kahal. And in the second set of Sukim, we are not allowed to distance a Mitzri and an Adomi, somebody from Mitzrayim or Adom, and a third generation may marry in. Now, in the case of Amon and Moab, the Torah says even ten generations, which means however many generations there may be, they never can marry in. However, the reason the Torah gives is because Amon and Moab were inhospitable to us when we were wandering in the Midbar, and they hired Bil'am to hurt us. Mitz, Mitzrayim and Edom, we are uh, obligated to show some honor and some closeness to. Mitzrayim, because we were v- guests in their land, and Edom, because there is our brother Esav. And therefore, the third generation, we already have to allow to marry in. What that means halachically is that the somebody who is genealogically an Egyptian or an Edomite uh, who converts to Judaism is therefore called a Mitzri if he marries, let's say, a Mitzrit Rishonah, the child is a Sheni. If that one marries a Mitzrit Shniah, the child is now allowed to marry a regular Jewess. All right, good. So that's Mitzrayim and Edom and Amon and Moab. Amon and Moab, of course, are very critical in Jewish history because of the fact that Moab, halachically, and Amon only, the prohibition only applies to men. And that is how Ruth marries Boaz, and there comes David. So the first clause of the Mishnah is that Amon and Moav are prohibited, prohibited forever, there is no cessation of that. Uh, however, the females are mutar immediately. But the prohibition of Mitzray and Adam is for three generations, or until the third. And that is equally true about men and women. Rishimon, at this point, just says, the women of Mitzrayim and Adom are mutar immediately. Now, Amrav Shimon Kalvachomer Adrayim. He then presents a Kalvachomer and says, "Zumav in b'malkom she'asar taschrim Mitzrayim." In a case where the men are usher forever, that's a mono muav. He turned out to have Tanakivot miad. The women are mutar immediately. Malkom she'lo asar taschrim Elad shelshad derots Mitzrayim and Adom, where the men are only usher till the third generation, and Odin Odeinshanatir Tanakivot miad. So certainly, the women should be mutar immediately. In other words, Mithraim and Edom is clearly a less severe distancing than Amon and Moab. Amrulo, really so what was the answer, the response? If you're quoting tradition, we well, have to accept your tradition. But if you are quoting a, uh, you're using your Kabbalah Homer, and that's the basis for your argument, well, there's a way to respond to that. We will see that in not in this podcast. Rabbi Shimon said, no, I'm saying it based on tradition. The Kav was simply supplemental, and therefore um, that is the source of his argument. Now, the, the piece that we're going to be concerned with in today's Gemara is going to be about the source for the prohibition of Amon and only applying to men. Minahani Emili, how do we know this? Amar v'yohanan, de Amar Kra. Now, the next Pesukim needs some explanation. Uh, when Shaul is, if you will, fired by HaKadosh Baruch in Shmuel Aleph Tetvab. Immediately afterwards, Hashem says, afterwards in the text, as Hashem says to Shmuel, go to Beit Lachem, because one of the sons of Yishai will be uh, the next king. He goes, and uh, the story is famous. He assembles the sons together, and finally David is the one who is the one, and he anoints him. David then ends up going to Shaul, joining Shaul's court, is Shaul's uh, musician, and eventually his weapons carrier. In the next chapter, and there's a very big difficulty with the chronology of these chapters relative to each other. In the next chapter, we are again introduced to David as he shows up as a kid at the battlefront where uh, Goliath is challenging Bnei Yisrael. And finally, when Sha'ul allows him to go into war, Sha'ul doesn't know who he is, which leads us to some consternation. This particular sugya, unlike other sugyot, is going to read the text in chronological fidelity, meaning that Ted happened before Yad and therefore the question is why does Sha'ul not recognize David. There is a Sudyat Masachet Sachim that indicates that Chazal were willing to read it in reverse order that Zayn happened before Tetzayn, but Ein Khan Makom Waharikh. So now, Damar Kravich wrote, Shaul at David Yotzevi Krataplish Tiamar, Lavner Sarzavab, and Mizel Nar. Avner Avner, So when David went out to fight Shaul, uh, Goliath, Shaul turned to Avner, his cousin and his uh, chief of staff, and said, Who is this guy? And or shall we say who is who, whose son is he? And I've never said I don't know. Shual <laughs> <laughs> didn't didn't know him. The <laughs> previous paraket said that Shaul loved David and made him his weapons carrier. <laughs> he wasn't asking about David, he was asking about his father. Now <laughs> Vaviv He didn't know who his father was. Vaktiv in it says, Take a look at the Psukim on the page, you'll see that Yishai. Father of David was uh, an important man. He was uh, he was old, coming in his years, but he was a well-known man, which means Shaul knows him. And the interpretation of Baba Anashi means that whenever he would go, he'd have a large entourage with him. So certainly Shaul knew who he was. So kamar Shaul. This is what Shaul said. What he said is, I know David is from Shevet Yehuda. Is he from the Peretz family or the Zerach family of Yehuda? And why am I asking? Imi Peretz ati Malkahave. If he's from Peretz, then I know he'll be a king. Why? It's a play on words. This is a in Sanhedrin that the king has eminent domain and he can open up fences through people's property and nobody can stop him. The word Peretz is therefore associated uh, with Peretz. Imi Zerach <laughs> if he's from Zerach, then he'll be very important in this world. Now, my Tom are right, so now, why was it that Shaul even asked about him? <laughs> the reason is because when Shaul first dressed David to go out to war against, against Goliath, he put his own uniform on him. <laughs> Meaning that it fit. <laughs> and what does <is> it say about Shaul? That Shaul was literally head and shoulders taller than everybody else. Which means that Shaul was very tall, and if David fit his outfit, that means David was tall. Um, so who is he? That, so that's why Shaul asked about him. So now he asked, as a to Zerach. Amar lo doeg This is one of the very curiosities of midrash. That doeg adomi, who in the text shows up as a purely bad guy and a vicious uh, uh, murderer, ruthless murderer, shows up in midrash hazal often as a member of the Beit Midrash. Doeg Adomi said to Shaul, if Before you ask whether he's from Peretz Uzarech and therefore ready to be the king, why don't we first find out if he can even marry a Jewish? Because after all, he comes from Ruth, who is from Moab. It's interesting that this question is put in the mouth of Doeg Ha Adomi, who, according to several Pshad, is himself not from the greatest Yechas. Abner Tanina. So I've never said to Doeg, we have a brayter. It's anachronistic. That amunit muaviv the prohibition of the Torah only applies to males. Root is a female; she could marry in. So elamiatam mamzer v'lo So then Doeg said back. So if that's the case, when the Torah prohibits a mamzer, that only means a male, just because it said it in the male. Mamzerktiv. No, it says mamzer, which means mumzar. Is the drush on the word mamzer that there's something foreign about him, and that would be equally true. Whether he's a male or female, so then mitzri v'lo Mitzrit, So then it should be that only male mitzriim and not female mitzriim are also for the first two generations, like the sheet of Rabbi Shimon. then farish Now the reason that we said that it's amoni and not amonit, v'lo muavit, is because the Torah tells us why they're prohibited. Because they didn't come out to greet you with bread and water. It would be appropriate for the men of Amon and Moab to come out to the road and meet Amisrael and give them food, it would not be appropriate for the women to do that. And therefore, there is no claim against the women that they were inhospitable, and therefore they can marry in. As opposed to Mitzrayim and a dome, where it has something to do more with our our familiarity with them and their hospitality, and that's why we don't distance them. And a mamzer is because of how he was born. It has nothing to do with the gender. So, and Doeg said, so if that's the case... The men should have come out and brought food to the men and the women to the women. So, Ishtik. So, the re- response was silence. The, that, uh, Avner didn't have an answer. So, therefore, the king, the next passage says, go and find out who he is. Notice that Shaul first asked who is this Naar, young man. And then he said, find out who is this Lm, which is a little bit of an older phrase. So this is what the hint was. Halacha nit In other words, he said to Avner, "You have forgotten the halacha nit The word lehit to disappear. Say you midrash. Go ask in the Beit Midrash. So they went to the Beit Midrash, and the answer they gave was exactly what we have. Is, it only applies to the men. <laughs> so, then so then Doeg challenged all his challenges, Mamzer and Mitzrit, etc. And the men should have come out to the men, the women to the women. They had no answer. So then he wanted to come out and announce that David could not marry in because he felt he had defeated him in the Beit Midrash and proven that even female Moaviyot could not marry in, and therefore David was really an outsider. Miad, we then have his pasuk from Shmuel Bet that describes Avshalom's chief of staff. David later adopted as his chief of staff, briefly after the uh, death of Abshalom. His name is Amasa. He's introduced as follows. Amasa ben Ish shmoo Yitra Yisra'eli and Bat And we assume that this Yitra Yisraeli is a reference to David, whose wife was of David Yitra HaYisraeli, but in Diveri Amin, he's not called Yitra Yisraeli, but Yitra HaYisraeli. Why? Rav HaMlamit Shachagar Charboki Yishmael is that he said actually this was he this is Yitrah, not David, is that he said that it was he was a Israeli, but he put himself like a Yishmael and with, his, with his sword out, Ishmaeli with his sword out and put and put it down and said, Anybody accepts this halacha and accepts that David is able to marry in fine, and if not he will be stabbed. You have to accept this halacha. Um I have a tradition going back to Shmuel on Avi, Amoni Amonit, that it only applies to the men. Um, since when is this Chacham believed? Any Chacham who presents a ruling, in Masa, Amara, if he says it before, it was a practical issue. Shomino, then you listen to him. Law if he's doing it after a question has been raised and then he's answering in a way that's favorable, then we don't listen to him because we assume that he's biased. Here, Shmuel is still alive, so therefore the person, this Yitra, could not lie and say something in the name of Shmuel. It's not true because he could be checked. Therefore we believe him. But nonetheless, you still have the original question, which is, so why aren't the women excoriated for not coming out and greeting the women with food? So in Eretz Israel they said, the Apostle can tell him, kfudava melech The glory of... ...for the women to come out and to bring food to the women. It's appropriate for them to stay inside. That's in Bavel. ...the story of the Malachim visiting Abraham, and Sarah was in the ohel In other words, even uh, for women to come out and greet the women with food would be inappropriate. And therefore, the only claim is against the Moavim and not the Moaviyot. Now, this entire thing is like a machok of Tanayim. Amoni Amonit, Moavii v'lo Moavit, of Rabi Yudas. Rabi Yudas supports that drasha. etc. meaning, that either, we, we, either way we end up with the same result, which is that the you know, the exclusion is only on men. However, the question is why. Is it just because the text says Moavi, and we say Moavi v'lo Moavit, or is it because of the reason given? And of course, this makes a lot of sense, that it's Rabbi Shimon, that Rabbi Shimon uses the explanation given in the text, and based on that, says because it's only the, the way of men to come out, to greet and not women and therefore there is no claim against the women for not being hospitable to when binne Yisrael was wandering in the meat bar good dar shrav my dirti to the most in in hallo we say ana shubkeni afta khari the you have lifted off my yoke the play on words here is not just the most but la isuri my prohibition amoderne alqosh ba khouyona inshallah David said, sat Shneem Moserot I had two yokes on me that you lifted, which are Ruta Muaviah, my great grandmother, for Naamaha which is my grandson's, my son-in-law, my daughter-in-law. Shlomo is going to marry Naamaha from Amon, and she will give birth to Rahavam, who is the next king. Alright, good. Darashrava Mahdihti Rabota Mem David says, you have done great things for us. Why for us? David would hold on to his grandson, Rehavam. It's a beautiful picture. It's about me and about you that these two, that these psukim were said. Meaning, that I am able to be considered a full Yisrael because of the drashah muavi v'lo and you are considered to be a full proper Melech Israel because of the drashah Amoni v'lo which keeps Naama, your mother, as legitimate for Shlomo to marry. Good. Now, Darash uh, Rava. In the same paragraph, it says that David says, I was, I said, and now I am written up in a Megillah. I thought that I just arrived now, meaning that I was machadesh, this idea. I didn't know that I was already written about in an earlier Sefer. What's that? in the story of stone where, where Lot takes his two daughters, the Malachim tell him, take your two daughters who are found here, who are not married, and who are not married, the guys are going to laugh at you. Read Yotet. And it says, take the two that are found. And Tilim, it says, I have found David of Avdi. Amar um, Ula uh, Mar Sorry, and and the Gemara and other places continues the drasha. Hechan mitzativ vistom. Where did I find David? I found him in Stom, meaning that one of those girls, of course, is the is the older one who has her father impregnator and gives birth to Moab, and that is where Ruth comes from, and that is where David comes from, and there is much much chomer there. Good. Now we get into the halachic portion here. Amar Ula Amr remember it's Ula reporting the name of Rabbi Yochanan but Ger meaning a man is a Ger we assume here that he marries a amonite, in other words he and his wife convert together uh, or they met after they converted and they had a daughter Kshir she could marry a coin now Amrali LeRav of Ula so Ula's son said to him Come Keman, whose uh, Tanaitic opinion does this follow in the Suyan the fourth parakel of Kiddushin? Ike Rabbi Yehuda, Amar bat ger kevat halal Rabbi says that the son, that the daughter of a a Jewish woman and the father is a ger, is like a halal. She could not marry into Kuna. So certainly, if the fellow is an Ammoni, he certainly can't. The Rabbi disagrees, after all, Amar, afgershana ger shenasa ger, bitok sherele even a ger who marries a gioret, his daughter could marry a kohen. Right? So certainly here, where it's a ger amoni and yamonita, it should be any different. There's nothing illegitimate about their relationship. Chitei So you might argue that Rabbi Yossi might have only said such a thing about people who were allowed to marry into the kahal, like a regular ger. Maybe I would have thought that he would not extend it to an Ammoni. An Ammonit, who themselves could not vote b- Babakal meaning the Ammoni, he could not marry a Jewish woman. So, Minale, where would he get this from? Do me coin He would infer it from the case of a coin gadol Baal Mona, who, where he is not allowed to have Bia with this woman, and the result of it is somebody who cannot marry into the kuhuna. So, Malakoin Balmana she can be ba'vira, but that's not a good proof because going, to Balmana, the Bia itself is an avera. Here, if a Geramuni is married to an amuny. That's perfectly legitimate. So, Halal Here's a Halal, who himself is illegitimate, is not able to, uh, who can marry a, uh, a Halal, could marry a regular Jewish woman, and nonetheless, the daughter is not is a chalala and cannot marry into the kuhna, even though his Bia is perfectly legitimate. Mal can ba avera, but a chalal is different because. He was formed, meaning his birth was, he's born, meaning he's born already in that stigmatized status, as opposed to a Geramoni. So, Kohen Gadol Yachiach, you can go back to a Kohen Gadol who's not born that way. The Chazar Adin, so the arguments go back and forth, meaning neither perspective um, hooks in with the other one to create some sort of a common denominator. Hatsara Shavashan, so what is the highest common denominator? She'ino kahal, it's somebody who cannot marry everybody, uvitop psula, and the result is the daughter is pasul. Afkan, she'ino kahal, psula, so the same thing should be here. This geramoni cannot marry into rov kahal, can't marry most Jewish women, and his daughter should be pasul for kuhuna. That's what I would think, and therefore I need Rabbi Yochan to come and tell me, no, here Rabbi Yossi says she's other words, This is the errand thinking I would have followed. So no, that's no good because of and You think about what a halal and a koin godel with an ammon have in common. There's some averah involved, either how he was created in the case of the halal or the bee itself in the case of the koin godel. That's not true about a ger his and his wife was an amonia. So we have to switch the case. Dilma kamart. Aha. So Ula's son says to him, maybe what Rabbi Yochanan said. Was not about a ger with his wife an amuny, but rather a ger with a regular bat yisrael or the B is bavera, really like a coin godel. to She's going to say what? Even though that the B is in, in, in illegitimate a, a, a an Amoni with a bat yisrael, nonetheless the daughter of the result of that would be kashul akuna. Amar yep. The chiyata ravin am rabbi bat ger uvat Mitzvisheni, sheni. Indeed, we have such a report that Rabbi Yochanan said that the that the uh, a ger amuniv has bia with the bat Yisrael and has a daughter. But The daughter is maximum and amonit. Well, an amonit, an amonit is okay. A bat mitzri We talked about remember about a mitzri. So the daughter of a mitzri sheni. Rabbi Yochanan says it's shira or Rabbi Yochanan disagrees. He from to coin Godal Balmana, where the Pia itself is Asur, is Pasul, and therefore the daughter is Psulakuna. Uh, right? Rabbi Yochanan marks Shara. Why does Rabbi Yochanan say Kasher? Rabbi Zakkot taught the following lesson in front of Rabbi Yochanan. Look at the last Pasuk on the page. A coin Godal has to... This is what Ben Zaka said. Rabbi Zakos said that that is there to include a giyoret mikana, which we understand to mean a giyoret who comes from uh, meaning who comes from parents who are from the same nation. She's kashalakuna. That's what Rabbi Zakos said. The of Yochanan say, "Ani Me amav I point to the fact that it says "me'amav" with a mem, of That's here to bring you a betula, and to include a betula who is the result of two different nations coming together. Now, and you just tell me that only a giord who comes from one one family, what You think it's an amoni who marries an amunit? You're calling him Amin because the men are mutter and the women are raser, so it's like two nations. How do That's exactly a girl Mikanah. They're coming from one nation. Elav Ammonishan. That's So it must be that Rabbi Yochanan says and who marries Abat Yisrael. The daughter can marry the Kuna. That's one version of what happened. The Eikadami. Some people said Amarly that Rabbi Ula Mar Ula said to his father. That what Rabbi Yochanan said back to Rabbi Zakai was, there's the other version, is that I say amav is there to tell you that this is there to be mater of Betula who comes from two different nations, and one of them is a nation that has two different nations. What's that? Meaning, amon, where the men cannot marry and the women can. Yeah, but and then the other w- w- the, the other woman is about Israel. The Adam Arkiyar Mekinava Tulo, right? And you're limiting it to only somebody from one nation. Well According to the second lashon, how does he know that a Bat Mitsvisheni is Mutalakuna? Because she doesn't come from a, a an Am with Shei Amamin. Because Mitsvim, the men and women are alike. You're gonna say maybe he learns it from Amoni Shinas about Israel. After all, an Ammoni's daughter could marry into a Kuna. so if Ammoni has Bia with a Yisrael, that daughter, at worst, is an Ammonit. You would argue. But you can't say the same about a Samitshniya Ah, but we can prove it from a Shani that marries a Mitzvisheni where the child is mutter. But that can't prove it, because that, of course, she's mutter, because the is okay. So we can prove it from an Ammoni, who Mary's about Israel, where the B Bavera nonetheless, we already said, according to Rabbi Yochanan, that she's Kshara Kuhuna. the Chazar Adin, and again, we have the Din going back and forth, the argument's going back and forth. So Amrav am Yosef, hainu, t'shamana Yudah damar, amav mi'amav and mai kamar. So this explains why I once heard Ravi Yudah say the Drasha Amav and me'amav, and I didn't know what he was talking about. Now I understand he was extending the betulah to somebody from these two amami. Now, ki'altar shmua bar amar, we have another version of what happened. He didn't say a He said an amonit herself is kshira. But if she has bia with an amoni, and that kid that is a son, he is pasul like an amoni. Uvitam me amonik But if she has a daughter with an amoni, she's she'ra this? That's only if they converted. But If she has a daughter with an Amoni and the amunim is still a goy, then indeed that child is psula because it's with a goy. So the result is psula akuna. And so according to this, Rabbi Yochanan said to Rabbi Zakoi, "Go outside," meaning he was disagreeing with him. My dear, everything you taught is is wrong because Isha Right, I'm evil Ammonite, but To tell me that an isha Ammonite is Kshira, that's a pasuk. i evil to say that her son with the Ammoni is pasul because of course he's an Ammoni. There's no chiddush there. We tell me Ammoni Kshira and if you're going to tell me that this amonite had a son with an Ammoni and the daughter is at a daughter, sorry, with the, with the Ammoni, the daughter is Kshira Kshira for what? kahal if that means she can marry a Jew. Ashtahima Shara Himbaya. Even her mother's Kshira, certainly she's Kasha. Ella Lakuna must be she's Kasha Lakuna. Good. A medva that's Rabbiokana. Medvara Ramuim Bamuni Vamunitchinkaru. And then remember the end of the of the statement that you Rabbi Zakai said was that's only if they converted of a bitamyamunipsula. My bitamiamuni. What is this bitamiamuni? Ilaim Amunishna Samunit Ainu Gyor mi mikana. If it's an Amunini, you married an Amunit. So that's a Gyorat from one family. Ella Yisrael. It must be an Amunicha nasabat Yisrael, an Amuni who married a bat Yisrael. And so therefore he told him, you take this limud out because I disagree with you. And if an Amoni marries a bat Yisrael and has a daughter, that daughter is ksheira lekahuna. So Shem we will pick up at this point in the next podcast and get to the next mishnah on Daf Everyone should have a wonderful day.